0: Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Dr. Mike Brazier.
2: Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us again today. Uh, We have a special episode here, another little migration report, and today we're going to be speaking with Dr. Drew Fowler, the waterfowl and migratory game bird research scientist from Wisconsin DNR. And he's going to give us an update on kind of the situation of of, uh, waterfowl, waterfowl migration, and kind of what he's seeing with respect to habitat conditions up there in his state. And I guess just for the record, we're recording this on November 14th. So
1: Drew, welcome to the show. Hey, Mike. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you uh, having me on today.
2: Absolutely. And so tell us a little bit uh, just briefly about uh, what type of information that your your agency collects there with respect to uh, mi- migration, uh, bird abundance this time of year.
1: Yeah, well we've we've been having birds uh, build up in the state over the last probably three to four weeks, and and quite honestly we probably reached um, our peak abundance here in the last week. And with this cold snap that we've had here in the last couple of days, uh, might see birds starting to move out of the area, but. Uh, really, yeah, i got to give some uh, credit to um, the DNR with the Wildlife Management Bureau, um, particularly our wildlife biologist, Taylor Finger, and his assistant, Jeff Williams, uh, have done a really good job of putting together um, a weekly uh, report from the field. Uh, and so we have biologists scattered throughout the state, uh, broken up in four regions, uh, and they report uh, weekly um, news on what they're seeing, local conditions, not just where the birds are, but also what the hunting pressure has been. Uh, And so I'd encourage anybody who's interested in talking or understanding what's going on specifically in Wisconsin to go to the Wisconsin DNR website. And if you just type in Wisconsin waterfowl surveys in the search bar, you'll see a tab there that says notes from the field, and you can get weekly updates. Uh, And so what we've been seeing here in the last week is that um, a lot of our interior birds uh, are starting to get pushed out of um, these local wetlands and moving to bigger, deeper water, like the Mississippi River. Or some of our larger lakes, uh, because uh, particularly around my house right now, I live in, in southeast Wisconsin. Uh, a lot of those um, ephemeral wetlands are, are froze up, and so birds aren't able to use those anymore. Um, but we conducted a survey. We do uh, a couple of um, waterfowl surveys during the fall, particularly up in Green Bay. Um, and our last survey in Green Bay was just a week ago, uh, on the uh, on the seventh. Um, and we counted, we do a cruise survey up there. Uh, we counted just around 35,000 waterfowl total. Uh, the majority of those were diving ducks, uh, just under 34,000. Um, largely comprised of scop. We had about 24,000 scop, uh, 3,600 goldeneye, and about 5,000 bufflehead, A few dabblers mixed in there as well. Um, but that was a week ago, and so you can expect with these colder temperatures that we've moved in, some of those birds are moving out. Um, on the other side of the state, the Mississippi River, Um, we coordinate with the Fish and Wildlife Survey uh, with their uh, survey that they fly. And the latest that we've seen uh, there, the last survey that we flew was on October 28th, so about two weeks old. Um, But our count there for waterfowl comprehensively was uh, just under 109,000 birds. The majority of those birds you could expect would be diving ducks. Uh, We had about 63,000 cans, uh, 10,000 scop. Uh, but we still had 15,000 or so dabbling ducks two weeks ago, uh, mostly mallards, blue-winged teal, some wigeon and gadwall in there as well. blue
2: wing teal? You still had blue wing teal up there?
1: About two weeks ago, um, actually, I was, I was looking at gadwall. When I said uh, 6,800 gadwall, that's actually – or blue wing teal, that's actually gadwall. Uh, so okay. our blue wing teal numbers were quite a bit lower now that I'm looking at it. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, – how,
2: how do those numbers compare – uh, to sort of, I guess, a typical year or typical typical year this this time of the migration, if you have a handle on that.
1: Yeah, well, and I'll, I'll speak with uh, what I can particularly say being in Wisconsin for a year, Mike, is <laughs> mm, I'm still yeah. learning some of that, um, some of the dynamics. But I think that, you know, in terms of our the seasonality of our weather patterns, we've seen an earlier cold front, this push, than we've seen before. Um, and so that might have, you know – at the same time, move more birds from the north, right, to provide an input, yeah. but also move more, more, more birds further south. I'd have to go back and look at the particular service to see what that average looks like at the end of October, but um, I, I, I don't think that we're necessarily well below what our average might be.
0: You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport.
2: As you said, this the the cold front that moved through has has put some ice on a lot of those shallower wetlands. And sure. are you seeing any are you seeing any ice form on any of the streams and rivers yet?
1: We definitely are, um, particularly in interior Wisconsin. Um, I drove over the Baraboo and the Wisconsin River yesterday, driving north up to Stevens Point from Madison. and You're starting to see ice flows uh, starting to occur, and so there's like I said earlier, a lot of the a lot of the actual um, seasonal wetlands are completely frozen out now, um, but the, uh, the the larger rivers, there's still a lot of backwater um, that uh, hasn't frozen over yet, and birds are utilizing that. I think kind of where we're at in the stage of birds are moving out of those smaller wetlands into those larger bodies of water, and so the rivers definitely afford some space. So we're not devoid of birds by any means. Just got to look in the right places.
2: And, and there's probably not much snow on the ground up there right now either, is it?
1: well actually there's there's a good bit where I'm at, and a good bit i guess relative in my mind we had about um probably cumulatively between um Saturday and today we've we've had about six inches on the ground um and we're starting to um we're starting to thaw out a little bit today we're getting above freezing um but yeah we had we had two two fronts that came through that provided about four and two inches of snow uh and so that was a cool transition to see um how birds started utilizing fields differently um before and the after and after snow, uh, but yeah, we've still got snow on the ground. I think parts of northern Wisconsin definitely had a, a front move through last night, so we're starting to get to a point where food's becoming more limited in the state, um, and so birds are going to have to make decisions where to go.
2: You and I were talking a little bit before we uh, before we started recording here, and you were mentioning that you were you'd been out uh, goose hunting a little bit, and so you've uh, you actually have a pretty good number of geese that are that are in the area though right now. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, geese, geese have been around. I think they'll stay around for a little while, uh, longer for sure. Um, I'm fortunate that where I live, I've got a, uh, a nice, um, mill pond, uh, that holds a lot of geese on it. And, uh, we can pattern them fairly well and figure out where they're going to, f- uh, field feed in the evenings. And we've had some really successful, uh, goose hunts in the evening, um, coming out, uh, from the mill pond. And, uh, but definitely as that pond is starting to lock up and as the, uh, as the snow cover has, uh, has come on board. We've had to get a little bit more creative in, in where we go. Uh, but I've got a good buddy who spends a lot of time putting in the effort to scout that out, and I just uh, reap the benefits.
2: <laughs> That's always a good thing. And how long does your season <laughs> run there in Wisconsin? I'm not very familiar with, the, with, with your dates up there.
1: Yeah, so we've got um, a couple of different zones that have different closures on their dates. Um, but for ducks, ducks will end on the 26th in our northern northern zone. Uh, The end on December 1st in our southern zone. Mississippi River goes a few more days until December 3rd, Uh, but for Canada geese, we're going to go all the way to uh, December 16th for uh, in the north zone for Canada geese, and then go to uh, December uh, or January 4th for uh, Canada geese in the southern zone as well.
2: Okay, so your hunters still have uh, have a few more weeks to get out there and enjoy the resource. Yeah,
1: it's good. Absolutely, yeah.
2: Well, yeah, we we encourage that and appreciate you joining us, Drew. We'll catch up with you later.
1: Hey, thanks so much. I appreciate it.
2: Special thanks today to our guest, Drew Fowler, from the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources for giving us an update on migration conditions in Wisconsin. Uh, also, thank our producer, Clay Baird, who does a great job getting these podcasts out to you, our listeners. And to you, our listeners, we thank you for your time and your commitment to wetlands and waterfowl conservation.